Mama, hey, welcome to the Mom Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Comers, owner of Mom Culture. I'm just a mama who's winging it and hopefully winning it, trying hard to raise good humans while running my brand. On season two of our podcast, we're going to have even more authentic conversations about motherhood with some of my favorite mama friends. We're going to talk about how we navigate it all, pick our battles, run our business, and how we support our fellow mama kind. I hope you pick up a few nuggets of inspiration and information along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the chat. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, mamas. We're back with Julie in part two of our expectations and realities. Now, we talked first about labor and delivery for a first-time mom and what type of know expectations we all have when we're going into the process but today we're gonna catch up find out what really manifested in her first experience what she learned from the experience what her takeaways were and what really the expectation and reality ended up being so good morning julie good morning so good to hear from you ladies it's so good to hear from you we're a little late on this episode i'm sorry but there's been so much going (laughs) on we said we were going to recap right before six weeks but then we were like let's wait for six weeks and now we're like how what week are we at baby is what now two months old she no she'll be 11 weeks on wednesday oh my gosh i'm so bad with time (laughs) i know almost three months it's crazy okay so now do you get what we're talking about how fast it goes oh my gosh yeah i mean you blink and you're like at week five or six and you're like how did that happen <laughs> oh I know and the milestones they just like it it's yes. it goes so fast and I know now I'm that so old fast. mom that's like telling everyone in the park and at the mall and target enjoy it it goes so fast and they look at me like yeah shut up I'm sleep deprived and I'm like no 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 really I was too but it really goes fast I swear yes no and honestly I again I've heard your voice in my head in the middle of the night saying that and the times where I've been you know defeated and crying when she's crying and whatever I'm like I just take a breath and look at her and go okay this isn't forever and this, I won't get these moments back so I just need to soak it in you know the good and the bad so it's, it's been, so been able true. to do that <laughs> I mean it really is it's hard I mean you know we talk all the time openly about the moments like you know not every moment is pure joy of motherhood but there's joy in right. all the moments and you do have to try to soak it up because it goes so fast and now look at Gina and I we're in a whole new whole new realm teenage yes. <laughs> I would gladly go back to those sleepless nights <laughs> I would go back yeah we keep saying oh, we would go back yes. to all of it no so, it's, it's been great <laughs> yeah so I'm glad to hear that you're at least taking our old lady advice and soaking in what you can and trying to enjoy both the salty and sweet moments so yes. let's dive in so you had a lot you're a type a personality we all know that yes. you, know, you know Julie <laughs> been around mom culture for a while you know that she had a lot of you know pretty hardcore expectations for what she thought you know labor and delivery was going to be in the process and so we decided to do this podcast to just catch her before and then catch her now after and let's uh let's find out how much of it uh how much of it was true and how much of it wasn't how much actually happened yeah Yeah. so so I remember the biggest things for me were music and non-medicated and you know we have a we had a doula um and all these things so thankfully I was actually able to stick to my birth plan which was a huge shock so I'll I'll get into more details um in a minute but yeah it's funny because the one thing that I thought I would need and like cling to the most was music 
didn't happen. Like it wasn't even a thought in my mind. It was the funniest thing because I didn't realize it until after. And I was like, oh, like I didn't even want music. I didn't want headphones. Like I was just in the zone. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, so I went into labor. Well, like I felt my first contraction at like 6 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, right? And then it wasn't like anything crippling. I just was having like some crampy feelings the day before. And I remember texting you, I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is false labor. Cause I was a little bit early. I was 39 weeks and three days, I think at that point. Um, and again, with first baby, they say, oh, you might go past and, you know, past 40 weeks. And so I just kind of didn't have any expectations, but was being aware and just like, oh, you know, like I'm feeling crampy, like things are changing and whatever. I was just keeping on with like my daily routine and working still from home and, you know, go, go, go. And, um, yeah, then 6 a.m. Wednesday hit and I had this first little like twinge and I was like, oh, that's different. That's not like a cramp, but okay. You know, I didn't know it was a contraction at the time. Um, so I just kept going and then I was still answering emails <laughs> and like still every Julie. like, yeah, still being me, still getting it done, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, and yeah, then every like 10 minutes or so I had to, I literally was like, pausing what I was doing and walking around and that was when I started texting you I was like okay I think I'm in labor (laughs) and um I had to like breathe through it and again it wasn't like super painful at the time but it was like I could feel things happening right and um so yeah then I would like hop back on my computer and finally it got to the point where it was like every like six minutes or so but it was sporadic it wasn't like a regular you know I was tracking it but it wasn't like every single like segment was this long for you know whatever that period of time it was kind of like 13 minutes and then 20 minutes and then six minutes so you know it was like very sporadic in early labor and um I just remember being like so annoyed by it and also like wanting to focus on that that I ended up emailing work and was like hey I'm in labor can't do anything good luck right (laughs) yeah I mean they knew it was coming but they didn't know that soon and so I was like okay you guys are good right don't don't call me (laughs) So that was my, like, I'm gone sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that was Wednesday. No, sorry, Tuesday, the 10th. Um, and then I had, like, an 11 a.m., I think, checkup appointment with my doctor, uh, with a midwife. And um, they were just going to check progress. And um, she offered to do a membrane sweep. She was like, oh, just so you don't have to do induction. Because I wasn't hoping to do induction. You know, that wasn't. Yeah, something n- I wanted us, to do. Yeah, none of us go in <laughs> hoping for that at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let's see how natural we can do this, right? Um, so, anyways, I go in and she checks me and she's like, oh, you're already four centimeters and 80% effaced. And I was like, really? And again, like, I didn't have any other signs other than like every so often was having these sort of contraction feelings, but it wasn't super painful at the time, right? And um, I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is easier than I thought, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> So then she does a membrane sweep and then she goes, okay, well, you know, your water might break soon and, you know, just stay close to home I and mean, just stay at home and kind of, you know, be in the zone. Right. And I was like, okay. So again, not knowing what to expect, just kind of went home, ate lunch. And then like immediately, at, I think one or two o'clock, I was like, eyes closed, groaning on the couch. Like I was in labor. It was that quick. Like it was so quick after that. Um, and like, I just remember talking to Drew and I was like, you need to call Chrissy, our doula. I was like, you need to tell her that this is happening. And he's like, okay. And so she was 
I don't want to say pushing me off, but like so used to other first time moms where it takes them a lot longer to progress. And I guess I was quickly progressing for the first time. <laughs> and so like I went in the bath and she's telling me like, oh yeah, you know, it'll happen. And let's give it a few more hours. And again, like rightly so. She doesn't want to come over and like be at my house for three days, you know, yeah. <laughs> she has other stuff to do. So she's trying to coach me as much as she can, like from home. And so, you know, you're in that moment and you're just irritated with everything. And so oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, you know, trying to, you know, take her advice. Like, okay, maybe I'm not that far along because nobody else is able to check me at home. So I don't really know what it looked like or how far along I was. I just knew how it felt. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go in the bath because I've heard, you know, warm water helps with the pain and things like that. And it did. But the hardest part was like getting comfortable, like sitting was really painful. There is no, so, com- there's no comfort. There's, when no, you're, there's no, no comfort when you're in labor. No, I mean, there are positions no. that'll give you a minute or two of relief, but there's <laughs> yeah. no comfort. Come on. Yeah. And even like in between contractions, like I didn't have that like, oh, this is okay feeling. It was just like, you're kind of like tense thinking like, oh, it's going to happen again. You know, oh, like yeah. you just have yeah, that, just that anticipation. It. Yeah. And so I'm like laying there and I'm listening to worship music. I'm like trying to like sing through it. You know, I'm just thinking like, what's going to help me in this moment? And I'm kind of like rocking back and forth in the tub. And yeah, I was just like, okay, nothing's helping. And then, um, yeah, I think it was maybe like a half hour later. So yeah, it's like two or three o'clock at this point. You know, I got out of the tub and then I started just laying on bed on the bed. And um, I asked Drew to heat up like a heating pad for me because again the heat was helpful it, it really did help yeah um and he was trying like all these different like compressions and like okay well how about you lay on this way and I was my eyes were just closed and I just remember like not looking at anything barely talking and I was just like no like I don't want anything to hurt more I'm already in pain I'm just gonna stay here right and so finally like he calls Christy again and she's like oh yeah you're in labor like it was within you know an hour from that last phone call yeah, like, so she I've came over to tell you yeah right over. yeah <laughs> you know, I was like I thought so <laughs> but you know I didn't argue with her it was just like you're in that mode of like oh okay fine let's let's just do this and so Drew and I laugh about it now but like I didn't realize it in the moment she came over and immediately was like okay well how long have you been laying here and he was like oh yeah maybe but like 30 45 minutes and she was okay let's get you moving because you know how important it is to just like keep changing positions right yeah so um, that was the thing I didn't want to do because I was like, no, this is somewhat comfortable. Like, I don't want to move. And so she's like, let's get you up. And then I knew it was like, okay. Like, I trusted her. And so him and I laugh now because he goes, if we didn't have her, like, you would have been yelling at me. Like, no, I'm comfortable here. I don't want to do it. You know? Leave me alone. <laughs> so because, because she said it, it was like, okay, you know? Um, so that was just kind of funny. Um, and then, yeah, so we labored at home until... I started feeling like I needed to push right around like six o'clock, maybe like five thirty. I think we left. Um, and the hospital is only 15 minutes away, but I was on, you know, all fours in the back of the car. And I was like, are we there yet? Like it felt like an hour and I had like two or three contractions all the way. And, um, so because of COVID protocol, as soon as you get to the hospital, they check your temperature and then make sure you have the right mask on and, you know, I mean, they're going through all their protocol, but when you're in labor, you're like, just get me in, you know, like you're just so fed up that like, let's get this going. You, you don't so, say, we, we don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I know you guys know that for sure, but it's just like, it's crazy now with how, you know, strict they are oh, and yeah. all these things, right? So I'm like, I'm like leaning on the table, just like 
moaning for I'm like, okay, you're where like, do we uh-huh. go? You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that was me. Like when I went with Fletcher, yeah. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, um, yeah, uh-huh. Like, can, can we get, yeah. can we go? Like you're sitting yeah, there going, well, you don't understand. There's a human falling so out of funny. my body. Yeah. I was like, can we do this later? Like, <laughs> yeah, all the paperwork. Just a little bit. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when we got checked in, so that was just the front of the hospital, like the lobby. Then we went up to the third floor where um, labor and delivery is, and they checked us in the triage. But, like, at that table, she's like, okay, let me see your ID and your insurance card. And I literally, I handed it, I wasn't rude, but I, like, handed it to her and was like, okay, this is why I pre-registered. Like, I, I gave you all this information. <laughs> and Drew was kind of just like, oh, I don't know her. You know, like, embarrassed. Oh, they get um, super embarrassed by us. I, I think I told so them, funny. do you want the baby to hand you my information? <laughs> like, is that's going to happen? Right? Yeah, I was just blown away. Like, again, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it was only five minutes. But when you're in it, it feels like the longest time. And you're in so much pain that you're like, just get me in, right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I'm like waddling back to triage. And then they had me in this stupid, like, semi-reclined position which was not helpful like you're just again like in someone's pain and then she's like okay now try to stay still and they put all these monitors on you for like a half hour and then they check you again and she goes oh yeah you're seven centimeters and I was like cool so let's let's get the show on the road she's like okay well I need to keep monitoring you and I was like really (laughs) (laughs) and so finally like a half hour later they rolled me back to um, the delivery room and I really wanted a room with a tub because I've heard like the birthing tubs are really helpful. Um, but it was so busy that day that, you know, all those rooms were full. So oh, no. we ended up getting one. Yeah, but it, it's okay. Like the way it worked out, we had one with a shower. Uh, I mean, I think they all have showers, but like I was spending most of the time in the shower and the doula was just hosing me down um, because they call it a liquid epidural. Like you're just so, it just feels so much better with the warm water. And so every contraction she's like, okay, now do a squat or let's do some lunges or she had like this pad and she's like let's do all fours and you know so we were like alternating between stuff but it was so funny because the nurses like once I was at that point I think it was just like a sense of relief that I was in the hospital and it was happening like it wasn't that it wasn't painful anymore but I was like okay with it you know what I mean like I got to that point of just like all right this is how it is and um so like in between contractions I was like cracking jokes and the nurses were like are you really in labor right now and I was like they say I am you're, you're <laughs> you like, know have you met me I'm Julie I'm happy yes. I sing in but my was, sleep <laughs> yes yes it was so funny though because I'm like I think it's my defense mechanism like you know how people like like Chandler right like they'll put on comedy as oh yeah his, like defense well you know like, well, I'm the same way how I cope yeah, <laughs> yeah I deflect with humor all the time or you know like sarcasm and so right, yeah right. no it's totally my defense mechanism too <laughs> I've got like the two modes of the sarcasm or the, I shut down and go in my head and you know, like you've seen it, yes. I put my music on. It's like, don't talk to her. She will cut you. <laughs> yes. You give that, that look of like, don't come closer. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. So, okay. I have to ask while you're cracking mm-hmm. jokes and moving, how much of your, your tailgate cooler did you actually eat? Yeah. So not much in that moment. That's the thing. I vomited twice, which oh, this no. entire pregnancy, I didn't have any morning sickness, didn't vomit at all. So I was pretty proud of that and like happy, obviously. But then, you know, it was like a shock because you're, you know, you're going through this like exhausting process. It was like running two marathons back to back, you know, and you just are pushing everything out of you. And so I vomited twice. Um, and I remember 
the only thing that I really wanted was water. I just kept getting so thirsty again, because you're losing fluids and it's exhausting. Um, but yeah, I remember Drew came over at one point with like, we had this like Trader Joe's trail mix. that was like dried cranberries and nuts and like this kind of stuff that I normally love. And he's like, do you want some? And I had a handful and then just keeps it up. And I'm like, nope, I think we're good. Like, I'm good. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I got to like nine and a half centimeters of just like standing and, you know, pushing through in the shower. And they're like, okay, now you're ready to push. And again, because I had been doing this all like not medicated, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I don't want to be laying on my back because I've heard that that isn't as like conducive to pushing but I was so exhausted at that point like I couldn't stand any longer you know and like even all fours on the bed like I was just I felt like I was just gonna fall asleep like I was so tired um and so I just I had to lay on my back and was like all right this is how it's gonna be (laughs) but yeah so I ended up pushing for three hours and again when you're in it it feels like the longest time but apparently for first time mom I guess it's not as long as most um and I remember at one point it was like maybe at like the two hour mark I was just so fed up and like we were talking and then so often she's like all right you're almost there I can see the head I can see the hair yay cool and it's like push 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 right and then you know I'm just kind of like recovering in between and finally after the one of the pushes I was like okay so where are we at now like what do you mean you can see the head like what do you mean we're almost there like where where are we right like what are my options yeah I hate that they're like oh she has golden hair remember with Lily they're like oh it's gold she has gold hair we can see it okay I literally was like you told me that a half hour ago then it was like you told me that an hour and a half ago and I'm like when's her head going to be here like stop telling me you can see it hold up here like what are we doing wrong right yeah yeah you're like like, when is the princess coming to the ball like I'm waiting yeah we can see her there but but she's yeah, not coming know, down the stairs. Yeah, we know she's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the glass slipper. No, exactly. I have oh. the golden milk. No, just kidding. But you know, yeah, I. I it's really funny how annoyed you oh. end up in the process, yeah. right? So, would yeah. you say that that's one of your biggest, like, not like new realities from the experience, right? Is that you're like people tell you you get annoyed, but you don't understand being truly annoyed. I feel in life right. until and you've been in labor. I don't want to say it was like annoyed at anyone. It was no, just you're just situation. annoyed. You're just annoyed yeah. and everything sets you off. I remember like Ward breathing and I'm like, can you just shut up? And he's like, I, I, <laughs> See, I and I didn't anything. get to that point. I didn't get to that point where like people were bothering me because I was like, I kept saying like, thank you guys. You know, I was like really grateful. Well, you're super nice. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not as nice as you. I was like, can you not breathe like that? Can you like not That's like don't. So- Funny. I when mean. I was pregnant, I had some of those moments for sure. But was, like, yeah, I was during really labor, like I was expecting that, and it didn't happen, which is so funny. So, but you yeah, so for th- yeah, what, three for hours. Three, yeah, for three hours. But like, maybe I think it was like hour two or like two and a half, somewhere around there. She was like, "Oh, do you want the mirror so you can see your progress?" And I was like, "Uh, you know, I didn't know how I was gonna feel, right? Like with the gore and all that kind of stuff, and I just, I didn't want to see it, <laughs> and." I was like, no, I think I'm good. Just tell me, like, what what's it look like, right? And then she's like, no, you know, a lot of moms, it helps them because they can see the progress. And I was like, okay, fine. And it actually really did help. And I wasn't, like, grossed out, surprisingly. I just looked at it and was like, oh, okay, I can see her moving. And what was hilarious, though, was every time I'd push, she'd come out slightly and then go back in and then come out and then go back in. And I did, like, three pushes every contraction, right? 
And, um, oh, and that was the other hard part was my contractions at that point were really short. It was only like 30 seconds. So they like shortened for whatever reason. And that's what made it so difficult to push was because I only had such a short window. And I guess when most people are at that point, it's like you have a minute usually somewhere around there. So yeah, it was significantly shorter. But yeah, what was funny is I could see her when she went back in. She was like shaking her head. <laughs> so like, the no, midwife was cracking no, no, up. No, I'm not ready. Yeah, yet. she's yeah, she's like, oh, she can be sassy, and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> Girls are and fun. she really is. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I just remember, you know, fast forward. So once she was coming out, it was like, okay, one big push, and then one more big push, and then I could feel it was like. The head was like that burning feeling. And then all of a sudden it was just like, boop, 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 and then everything just split out. And I was like, oh, and then this is the fun part I didn't tell you guys about. I had like almost a fourth degree tear. So Ouch. there was a lot of blood. Ouch. Yeah, a lot of blood. <laughs> and I could see it all. So that was fun. And Julie so doesn't had like blood. No, but it was like, it's such an out of body experience that I didn't feel like myself. I was just like, okay, we're doing this. You know, like it's got to happen. And so I was holding baby and like overjoyed and like overwhelmed, obviously, of like what just happened and like this is all new and tired and you know, all this stuff, right? So I'm holding baby and I see the mirror and there's just tons of blood. And I didn't know how much to expect, right? I was like, okay, maybe a little bit's normal, but it looks like a lot. And I could tell that their demeanor, the midwife uh, and the nurses, their demeanor changed and they were kind of in like emergency mode. And I was like, um, so first of all, can we move the mirror and are we okay? Hey, like what's happening, right? She's like, yeah, you know, we're going to have to sit you up. You had a really severe tear and you're losing a lot of blood. And I was like, okay, yeah, do what you got to do. And they had hooked me up to an IV, which I didn't need initially. And I obviously wanted to do everything without as much intervention as possible. But at that point I was like, do what you need to do. And so, yeah, everything turned out fine. Um, But what's funny is like the stitches actually hurt more than pushing and more than the contraction because uh, yes, they do. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I told you my epidural didn't work with Lily and I didn't know that because it was my first yeah. experience. And I also had a fourth degree tear and I remember Ooh. feeling every stitch and going, uh-huh. what on earth? Like, ow, ow, like what on yeah. earth is this? It's awful. And it's like the tugging and the, you just yeah. feel every single movement. And again, I was distracted by her and all the other stuff that was going on around me but at the same time like I'm talking to Drew and like looking at baby and then I just kind of look at them and like my leg kind of moves and they're like can you still feel it because they did they ended up doing three shots of lidocaine like the direct anesthetic um but it didn't work because my adrenaline was so high you know and so like I was metabolizing it so quickly that like it didn't do anything and I was like just go fast like I can feel it but I just made it through all this and it'll be fine (laughs) they're like okay just just hurry up (laughs) hurry up get it done Yes. Yeah. So long story short, that to me was the worst part of it. Um, and it was like 15 minutes, I think it took them to do stitches. And yeah, then, you know, like the next part of thing was breastfeeding. I was under the impression that, you know, it's a natural thing. And a lot of people it comes easy to, we were not so lucky. <laughs> you know, and that, that is one thing, you know, I talk about it all the time. It is, yeah. I feel there's this huge injustice to moms that it's just so natural and so easy and everyone can mm-hmm. do it and it's flawless. And so you have that expectation. And then right. when the reality is completely different, 
it you I, I do think a lot of like postpartum issues um come from that like from feeding in particular and those totally. letdowns of things so I'm glad that you're open to talking about that because yeah. I do think first time moms I know I struggled with that um and it was I felt so isolated because you read all these books right and you have mm-hmm. all of these expectations of it's gonna be so easy and then when it's not you're like what's wrong with me what's wrong with the baby right. what am I doing wrong what don't I know that these people in these books know? And why is it so easy? Mm-hmm. So so tell us how was that part of your journey? Yeah, it totally is. Like, it's so stressful. And like the best way I can describe, describe it is it's like, <laughs> I wore, okay, let me back up. Remember that shirt that you did? Um, I think it was for postpartum depression. It was the Good Mother shirt. Yeah. So that became my favorite during Aww. this time because, not even kidding. Like, I'm not even trying to do, like, a product placement for you. Well, it's serious. okay. We, like, we currently don't have it in stock, so that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> no, but it was just such a good reminder because it's cool, like, how you look down and you see it and then she sees it. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, during those nights and days, you know, you're exhausted. It's the first couple weeks, right? You're not getting any sleep. You're trying to make sure you're doing everything right. Like, it, it's a lot. Like, it's very overwhelming. You're physically trying to recover I I could barely walk you know I could only go down the stairs once a day so that was my limit I had to have Drew cater to me which I'm not used to like I love being independent and that was really hard for me being like babe I need more water can you grab more food for me or like this and that and like having to rely on him for everything was really tough mentally for me so I think that was a big strain and like a, a part of growth that I had to do but with breastfeeding especially like I just felt really bad that I couldn't feed my baby you know like that was that was where I was at because I had to use the nipple shield and it worked to get her to latch, but then she wouldn't latch without it. And then when we went to lactation, I was explaining like, yeah, I'm barely producing milk. And she's like, yeah, it's actually not good to use long-term because it lowers your milk supply and explains like, it's sort of like sipping a milkshake through one of those tiny little coffee stir straws, you know, um, because it like, it limits the stimulation to your breast and, um, you know, in turn, like, will lower your milk supply. So that's what was happening. And it was only about two weeks that I was using it. But even, you know, the first two weeks with a first time baby, like your body's like, oh, I guess you don't need milk. You know, it just kind of goes into this, like, I'm done mode. <laughs> and so yeah, so long story short, baby wasn't gaining weight. She hadn't lost weight, but she was the same weight as when we got discharged. So she was born at seven pounds, 15 ounces, almost eight pounds. And then um, when we got discharged, like two days later, she was 7'11", which I know is normal to lose a little bit. Yeah, they dropped. Um, yeah, and they said it was within the normal range. So we're like, okay, cool, nothing to worry about. But then like for the next week and a half, I think, you know, you go to your first doctor's appointment, they check, and then like they do a follow-up check. Um, for two weeks, she was at 7'11". So like that's a long time to not be gaining weight. Um, and so we were concerned, and then she wasn't pooping, and it was like she literally was not getting enough food. And, you know, I didn't know that. So we ended up having a supplement with formula, which I was devastated when we gave her the first bottle because I didn't want to have to do that. And to me, it's like, you know, I mean, you've always said fed is best. And that was, that's another time I heard you where I was like, I just have to know, like, this is what I need to do right now. You well, know, like, it's yeah, it's it, nothing bad. It's no. just what we need to do. And you that's, know? that's why it exists. I mean, 
there's many reasons, right? right? But that, it, and it's hard because I, you know, I had a first time experience very similar. Use the yep. <laughs> uh, nipple shield, and I told you we used it for eight months, which is insane. Yeah. Eight months. That's crazy. And, yeah. Um, I had to use an SNS system, which is basically you put pumped breast milk or formula into a tube. It attaches to your uh, nursing bra or tank top, and then it's a tube that you tape. You literally use medical tape. You tape it to your breast, and then you, like, angle it into the nipple. So when the baby latches, they are supplemented. So they're stimulating oh. the nipple and nursing, but they're getting formula. And, I mean, my process, it was awful. And I cried and cried and cried. Mm. And being, again, that first-time mom of the expectation being, oh, it's so seamless and it's easy. Yeah. And then when it's not, I mean, I, I cried when we had to give her formula. I was like, I felt yeah, like such I did too. a failure. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because no one really shared that with me and I didn't read it in a book at that time. I mean, the two books I read, this is, you know, 2006, 2007 was what to expect when you're expecting, which does have amazing nuggets of information in it. And right. the girlfriend's guide. But it was like, I needed real, like, you know, you're not a failure information if you have to do Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. And I wasn't really getting it. So I'm glad that, you know, you powered through, but it is, it's, I think the number one, um, you know, like misinformation, I guess is what, you know, I'm trying to say, I think amongst first time moms, don't you agree, Gina? I think so for sure. I I think think it's, yeah. yeah, I think people just need to understand that it's, it is hard. Breastfeeding is not easy. And and formula saves lives. Like that's why it was made. Yeah. So whether you have to do it, whether you choose to do it, either way, it's totally fine. But yeah, all the beautiful pictures of women just nursing their babies and you're like, yeah, it's not really, that's not really reality. No, you're like, <laughs> I have a plastic piece of a fake nipple on. I have medical tape. It was like not, you know, for me, oh. the vision was not the reality or my reality was not those visions that I had seen right. in my expectations. So how I know you had texted me about lactation and I am a huge fan of women having support, like support groups, lactation. So what was your experience with that? Yeah. So we ended up, thankfully our pediatrician has, um, I think he's a physician's assistant who's also a lactation specialist. So yeah, we went to her because it was just easiest through insurance and I didn't really do much research. I know there's a bunch of like IBCLC people out here. Um, but yeah, I didn't do the research and was like, oh, well, this is just through insurance, so let's just do that. And so we had some really good, we went like two or three times with her, had some really good visits. And what's hilarious, though, is the first visit, which was like, you know, a week and a half into this process with the nipple shield, she, you know, I'm explaining all the struggles that we have with Haley. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. Well, the listeners don't know her name is Haley now. Remember, we didn't have a name oh, I know. <laughs> on the last Yay. episode. <laughs> and, and we can kind of hear her in the back. She's nursing right now. Um, so yeah. if our listeners yeah. here, you're going to hear little baby noises. Just little baby girl. Um, yeah, I don't know if she's about to fall asleep or not, but she just finished eating. So we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So it was like, you know, about a week and a half into this process of, me trying to figure it out like is there a better way can we get off of this nipple field thing and what was so funny is immediately in that appointment she latched no problem naturally both sides and the the consultant was like oh well yeah this looks like a good latch she's opening her mouth wide enough like this is perfect whatever you're doing is great and then I just was kind of in disbelief and I was like okay well maybe it'll keep happening right so it happened maybe like two maybe three feeds once we got home and then 
screaming and wouldn't latch naturally needed the shield and it was just like back to where we were and, and were I'm like you, great so that was like a waste puddle? of an appointment were you in a puddle of tears because that exact same thing happened to me yes. right we like yes they were able I got a whole feed and we weighed her I left feeling yep yay yep. I've got this <laughs> and then I get home and it works like yep. once and then I was in my rocking chair sobbing hysterically because I yep. I couldn't duplicate it again yeah and I already yeah. had that zero to 10 baby that screams all the time anyhow. So you can imagine the screaming from her not getting her milk and, uh, you know, just give me the shield. That was basically what right. she was screaming at me. So. That's, yeah. And yeah. that's exactly how Haley is too. Like she gets ravenous. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. like me, right? <laughs> well, wait, and... I have to back it up. I remember we were talking and I text you and I said, how are you when you're hungry? Remember my right. text? Right, right. Because yep. you were like, oh, they said this. And I go, no, no, no. I don't care what they say. Like, this is yep. where I'm like, experts, doctors, no. I was like, how are you when you're hangry? And you were uh-huh. like, well, and you are. You're a bear. <laughs> it's the only time, like, that you're actually unbearable is when you are hungry. I'm sorry. You're the most yeah. pleasant little fairy person that's ever existed. <laughs> but when you're hungry, and so what did I tell you? I said, what if I told you no? What if all those times when you had snacks at the office, if I said right. no? And yep. that kind of, I think, because you were like, oh, your text back was like, oh, Like, yeah. that was a real. Eye-opener, right? Like, yeah, real eye-opener, yeah. Okay, see? Yeah. A little mother, no, old you're, mother you're wisdom. You're totally right. Yeah. No, you've been right about everything. I'm not even going to lie about Thank that. You. Like <laughs> You and Gina, again, like you don't sugarcoat things. You're very honest and you're always there when I need your help. And I so think advice. I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, you know, my mom always said, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And there are, do- I mean, there it's the reality. Doctors are great in the app, but they're not God and they don't know everything. And I do think personalities vary yeah. and, um, you know, Haley came from you. She is you. Right. If right. I told you, oh, no, no, you can't eat. No, 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 you can't eat. You would go bananas. And oh, I'm yeah. like sitting there going, it's not a one size fits all. Like Gina and right. I talk about, we had babies. Gina, I think for the first, I mean, what year you were like, your butt was glued to a chair at nursing. Like you nursed your babies <laughs> as long as, right? All the time. And yeah. they wanted, you know, well, Riley, my first, I remember she wanted to nurse like every half hour, every hour. And I was like, no, no, the doctor said two to three hours, two yeah. to three and hours. Uh-huh. Like, and I no. never, she never went three hours no. ever. <laughs> and, but it was like, but she was hungry. So like you said, like, if you're hungry, you have to eat. And well, yeah. she was just right. taking in smaller amounts, which is really the healthier way to eat. So and that's how Riley is even yeah. now. Riley's a grazer. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she's 14 and she's a grazer and like Lily, you know, had acid reflux. And so it come to find out she couldn't take whole feeds. So she ate smaller feeds, which meant more frequently. But imagine if I had been, no, no, no. Like you have to go mm-hmm. that three hours. Well, that, that didn't work in Lily's world. And you know, that's what I told yeah. you. It might not work in Haley's. She's like you. No, give right. me my, my snacks. <laughs> I, I need, need food right now. Snacks now. <laughs> yep. Anything else can wait. Yeah. yeah. No. And that's how she is during the day. And I've, definitely we've adapted that right so like we have a better routine I know when she's going to be hungry and like you know my milk lets down it's like it's weird even when I went to Target one day without her and she was at my mom's house and I texted her and I was like did she wake up from her nap because my milk just let down and she goes yeah and I was like that's weird like it's weird how like in sync you are you know and it might just be a schedule I don't know but oh hi oh baby oh it's a little like crossy you okay? Oh, no. <laughs> um, she's okay. But yeah, so like during the day, she'll go 
usually every like 30 minutes to two hours sometimes she'll stretch it if she takes a nap but um you know it's usually like every hour she wants to feed and then at night she's actually been doing really well she'll sleep like three or four hours at a time so that's been really helpful for my recovery and milk supply and her to sleep and grow and so we've been on a good pattern that way but yeah just during the day it's a lot you know like having to be like okay let me stop everything and feed you and you know now since we we are able to breastfeed naturally like let's get a happy ending to that story like she's doing really well with that and she's a champ now um like as soon as I get her to latch I can do anything else you know yeah. I'll still be on a computer working or I can do a phone call or I can you know make coffee with one hand like <laughs> it's truly it's truly amazing what you can do I used to have this idea I yeah. wanted to write a book like 101 things like a parody that you can do nursing because oh, uh, chances are I've done most of them yeah yeah like, you know I, I mean I potty trained nursing I potty trained Lily nursing you know Remy she decided two weeks after I brought him home oh I'm gonna go pee pee in the potty every time you sit down to nurse him <laughs> And I was oh like, my God. yeah, so like I strapped the nursing pillow, had him tucked in one, you know, football hold while I'm potty training my baby. So, so yeah. good. Yeah. I, I know. Well, the, I will say, oh, sorry. No, I, I know that you, one of the things from our previous episode was that you wanted Drew to be part of the process. And we had kind of just talked to you about that. Like there's so many yeah. other things he can do. So how has he, um, how have you guys worked out your guys's uh, schedule and that like him helping with feeds? Did you finally kind of yeah. come to peace with that? Like, he's yeah, his yeah. Roles. So that was, yeah, that was a great point that you had last time of like helping with the swaddle and like doing certain things every time. Um, so what we kind of worked out, like in the beginning, again, I relied on him for everything. He's been amazing. And when I was having those like meltdowns when um, latching wasn't working, <laughs> I forgot to tell you this. So we were sitting on the couch downstairs, like same couch, right? I'm holding Haley, we're both crying, and then he's just looking at us, not, like, any, like, weird feeling, but just, like, I wish I could do something, right? Like, he doesn't know what to do, and I was, like, I just need you to sit next to me, and he's, like, okay, and he doesn't move, and I was, like, no, 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 like, right next to me, and he goes, really? And I was, like, I don't care if you think it's silly, I just need you right here, and he's, like, okay, and that's what helps, like, just knowing that he was supporting me, you know what I mean? Like, just physically being right there was helpful, um, so that helped in those moments. But yeah, so he, we kind of worked out like an alternate schedule. <laughs> so like from 8 p.m. until usually 12, I'll go to bed and then he'll stay up with her even though she's asleep. Like I'll do a feed and then she'll be asleep um, in her swaddle and either in the bassinet or the swing downstairs. And he's awake with her. So it's not like a concern that, you know, she's asleep in the swing. Um, and then I'll do another feed and then we'll both go to bed and then she'll sleep in the bassinet next to me. And then it's kind of my turn. Um, and again, she's sleeping like three or four hours at a time. So I don't usually wake up until about four, sometimes five in the morning, like cause she'll sleep for about an hour. Um, yeah. And then some days like today, I just stayed up. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll like, start uh -huh. my day now. Yeah. And then sometimes she'll go back down and she's like solid out. You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'll take another hour nap. Sure, I'll take it. So you found, um, you found a nice rhythm. It sounds like. Are you yeah, trying to yeah. um trying to do like the rest when she rests, which I think is again one of those reality versus <laughs> it's you know the expectation. Said and done. Yeah, totally, it's so yeah. hard. It's like okay, it's yeah, so hard. like I'm not ready to sleep, even though I'm bone tired. Like yes. I, yeah, that whole rest when they rest. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, again, I'll do that sometimes but in the beginning I wasn't sure if she was going to be down for 20 minutes or if she was going to be down for three hours like 
we didn't know what her routine was at that point. So I, I literally was just on edge all times. And I was like, okay, well, I might as well do dishes or do laundry because there's 10 outfits that have spit up all over, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I would make the most of it where I really should have been resting. Um, But it is, it's way easier said than done. Uh, Of course. Um, It's we all fail at it. I mean, I don't want to say fail, but you know, we should do better. (laughs) Yeah. We could do better um, because we're still trying to do all those things. And that's where like the mother, the mothers like really needs to come in and like supportive partners are everything. Um, You know, like Drew helping you, Ward helped me. I know Gina's husband, Ron, amazing, but it's like they have to go back to work. And Mm -hmm. so it's like then we're left to our own devices and there's the laundry and the dishes and the groceries and in your case and mine, puppies and the shower. Oh my gosh. When I get 15 minutes to myself, I'm like, this is like a spa day. Oh no, it is. But then like, I don't know about you, but I had like first time mom, I was like terrified. I was like, well, you know, like I'm in the shower and I'm wet and what if something, so I would like bring, we had a little condo. So like I would bring her in the bouncy chair into the bathroom and I would like sit there and like make sure, you know, she's breathing and (laughs) my showers weren't even very, you know, great at that time. I mean, personal hygiene goes completely out the door, but it's like, oh yeah, I didn't even shower the other day. I was like, right. No, it it goes back to that. Like we were really meant to have like a a village of women helping us and we don't. And it's, it's hard if you don't have, you know, someone holding the baby so you can be held too in your own, you know, in personal care. Right. So how was no, your... Thankfully, yeah, I was going to say my mom and his mom um, just moved here a couple months ago. Like, they've been super helpful. That's like, huge. Every couple of days, they both text me like, okay, when can we come over again? <laughs> like, they love hanging out, obviously. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take three hours here and there. Like, I could go to the store or take a nap. You know, I've done that. Like, for my birthday, so it was two weeks two and a half weeks after she was born um my 30th I was like all I want is a nap (laughs) (laughs) yeah my parents thankfully they stayed you know after we had our um aunt and uncles and um, parents over and brother and sister-in-law and like just family over and after everybody left I was so exhausted obviously and I was like all I really want is like two hours to just go nap and my mom was like yeah we'll just watch the movie she's fine and I was like Thank you. <laughs> it's such peace of mind, though, too. Like it was knowing, amazing. right? Like baby's yeah. taken care of, but you get mm-hmm. what you're, you know, you're being taken care of too. So, right. yeah, I, I do want to talk. So we went, we covered, you know, birthing and labor and her nursing. How has your postpartum care been? Like, as far as what your, you know, what the expectation and then the reality. Was there anything that surprised you about that? I mean, like this is like I told um, you, it's really like I feel motherhood is your true like birth into womanhood in a lot of ways because yes. you learned so much about your body and things you didn't even know and totally. it changes so do you mind talking a little bit about your postpartum totally. experience yeah yeah so gosh I'd say the toughest part for me was the hormones um I would be completely fine one moment and then I would like look at her and it was like an overwhelming happy feeling most of the time, but I would just break down crying. You know, I was like so happy that she's here. And then I'd like think about the future and I'm like, oh, I hope I, I told Drew this. And he was like laughing at me and I was like, I don't need you to laugh. I just need you to listen. And I was like in tears, right? I was like, I wanted to find a happy husband and like go off to college and like all these things like way in the future. And he goes, I think we have time for that. And I was like, no, but I just, I want it for her, you know, and like. It's so funny because you just think about all these things, you know, it's like your life changes for sure. 
Well, I told so you, it's I think, heart yeah. literally is living outside your body. Like, you've yes, given your that's the best way to describe yeah, it. You've given your heart, I mean, completely away. I mean, your husband has it, but when you have a baby, yeah. it's like your heart is outside of your body forever. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yes. it's some heavy emotions. I didn't even know I had emotions, I think, until <laughs> I became a mother. And then it was like, oh really? my God, I have all, well, the way I grew up, we weren't really allowed to have emotions. So okay. for me, it was definitely like that, like coming to terms with like, wow, this is what it feels like, like love and, you know, to be mm-hmm. afraid and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I have all of the emotions all the time. And I didn't right, know what to do right. with them. Yeah. No, I'd say, yeah, the hormones were the biggest, like, surprise to me, but also, like, physically, like I said, like, I relied on Drew for so much because I, you know, I normally would go up and down the stairs and take the dog out and feed him breakfast and do all these things, but it's like, ah, you know, I've, I've got to take care of baby, and that's all I can do right now because I can't do much for myself, so that was really hard being um, dependent on somebody else, and what else I mean physically like recovering I think I did pretty well like within a week I was feeling more back to normal hi you want to say something I I want to be on the podcast yeah it's like uh, it's about me I want to talk (laughs) and uh, yeah so I think that was probably the hardest part but yeah around two weeks I remember I started feeling like more back to myself and like a little bit more energy and you know, I still definitely felt the stitches every time I walked and got up from the couch. And the only comfortable position in the early days were like laying on my side, not even laying on my back, but laying on my side. That was the only comfortable position. Um, but of course, when you're nursing, you have to be sitting. And so I had the donut pillow and it was just a pain. Oh, I was like, you know, donut the pillow. <laughs> yes. So the time, okay. So the times that I would come downstairs, I'd forget the donut pillow and I'm like, oh, like, babe, can you go grab it? And he's, you know, he's so sweet. Of course he did. But I just, again, I felt bad because I'm used to just being like, oh, I'll get back, you know, let me go get it. Um, so, yeah, those, I'd say those are the two hardest things is like being dependent and then the hormones, like not being in control of your emotions, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. So, and then yeah. like your like care. Um, I know we talked about like postpartum care. Was the, uh, yeah. was the peri bottle your best friend with warm water? Oh, yeah, yeah. And there got to be a point, especially in the middle of the night when, you know, so baby would wake up just screaming hungry, so I didn't get any chance to, like, go to the bathroom in peace or anything. And, you know, you want to have the sort of warm, lukewarm water. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it has to I just, be warm. It's crucial. The cold water no, is a whole I different level. Doing, I just started doing cold because I didn't have time. I'm like, okay, she's freaking out, like you're going to do the diaper. I'm going to go pee real quick. And then we're going to do this. Like it got to the point where I was just like, breathe through it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I'd say something that I definitely recommend to everybody along with, you know, tuck pads and the depends like diaper underwear, like okay. no shame. Is that, like I wore uh, like, those. Okay. I told you, like, I remember yeah. like getting yep. those and then sharing that, you know, I, I was one of the first of my friends to have babies and I shared that with everyone. And it was like, the response was always the same adult diapers. Like, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. And now, I no, mean, now no companies shame. sell them. But <laughs> when you're having all of that postpartum and ever, I mean, there's the, they're the easiest thing in the world because you don't oh, want to yeah. be dealing with ruining your underwear and those jumbo pads. And then, the, oh, you know, yeah. three, four, when you have a fourth degree tear, I mean, the level of packing you're doing down there. <laughs> Oh yeah. You yeah. need some, you need some cushion and you need some stability in your life and you need to be able to throw it all away. And I'm not a wasteful yes. person, but I became hella wasteful. I lived yeah. in those slim fit depends. No shame. 
they're great. Well, and yeah, and because I didn't want to deal with infection, right? Oh, so yeah. I was like uber cautious with that. I was like, okay, you know, every couple times I go to the bathroom, this is going in the trash, you know? Oh, right. No, and so, that's the great yeah. thing about them is they're disposable. And it's, I mean, I feel like you're almost using less because one way or another, you're using resources, right? So because you've got the yeah. jumbo pad and you've got the tux and it's like all encompassing. And yeah, it's, it's the yeah, way to go. First, yeah, at first, you know, in the hospital, they give you the mesh panties and the jumbo, like, it feels like one of those doggy pee pads. Like, it's so big, it's those so jumbo un- pads, it's right? It's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And um, so I was using that because they gave me a bunch of extras. And I was like, oh, I'll use up this stuff first. And then it wasn't until, like, week two that I cracked into my Depends. And I was like, dang it, why didn't I use these sooner? Like, it was just so much easier. You were supposed to remember, listen to me and use them know, from day one. I know. I know. I should have. Everybody that's listening, use them from day one. <laughs> I mean, literally, I didn't even, when they offered me the mesh pads, I was like, nope, I'm good. I've got my, I, I had the slim fit. Really? Depends. Yeah, because they yeah. literally fit under your, you know, clothes pretty no, seamlessly. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, no, thanks. I don't want yours. I have my own. And they're better. Yeah. And there was, there was one moment, though, where I was like, you know, you just have these epiphanies, right? So I'm sitting there changing her diaper and I hear like my pants kind of crinkle because it makes a noise yeah. like a pad. And I was like, we're both wearing diapers right now. <laughs> it's like you lose like so, all sense of like, right? You're like dignity. And that's mm-hmm. another thing. Like did that, like that part of the experience, oh, like postpartum, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah. All you- modesty went out the window. Yeah. I remember Gina saying that. Yeah. Like now, even with breastfeeding, I mean, I use it with discretion, right? Like if, my dad comes over or something like that I usually put a cover on but like if it's a woman and they've had a baby I just whip it out you know I'm like oh she needs to eat cool here we go you know and then it's so funny because my mom gets super uncomfortable and I don't know if it's because of that generation or what she like will always be like oh I'll grab a a cloth for you and I'm like no I'm good it's I think it's the generation I make her uncomfortable it's so funny and mom if you're listening to this I love you and you're very cute but it bugs me. <laughs> no, no, we, we love you too. But I do think it's the generation. Um, my mom yeah. did not nurse any of us. She was of the formula era. Oh, my sister yeah. was born in 1970, my brother in 74, and me in 81. So we're like all formula. Plus, my sister and brother had milk allergies. So mm. my, my mom just didn't do it. So it was funny. She was really always uncomfortable, yet intrigued by the whole process a little bit. And then she wow, would go, yeah. she one time said something to me and I, you know, not to throw her under the bus, but you know, our relationship. And I felt it was such an honest thing. She said, she goes, I was never that um, selfless. I could never have done that. She realized how much we like, because my sister and I both are like big time nurses. I learned my nursing stuff from my sister who nursed her babies, you know, as long as they wanted. And so she was like, you know, I couldn't have done what you and your sister do. She was like, no way. That's really sweet. That's huge that she said that. It was like, but for her, it was like a very like clear, like truth that, you know, I was surprised she said it, but she just one day looked at me and was like, yeah, I couldn't have done that. Like, I'm just not that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it does, you give up so much of you. And yep. doing that. And on that note, oh. another fun part of the journey is clogged ducts oh, <laughs> that yeah. no one talks about. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think it was, I think it was week five or six when it happened. It must have been week five because I had my six week check and I was like, can you just triple check that we're good now? Um, yeah. So it started out as a lump on my right side and it didn't hurt at that point. I just remember feeling it like, oh, that feels different. Like, hmm, okay. And then she would nurse and it would be a little bit of pain. Cause again, like I was in pain, you know, they say usually the first two weeks of nursing, but I had the breast, the nipple shield for two weeks. 
and then started feeding naturally. So I didn't really start having the pain until like week two, three, and then it went until like five, six. And then right around that time I got a clogged duct. So I was in pain for a while. Right. And, um, yeah, so it was like two days. I remember the only thing that helped was warm compresses. I used the heating pad and like a warm washcloth just to kind of like go on the outside of my boob. And then, um, the Haka, the manual pump, and I filled that with warm water and Epsom salt, and then you just kind of let it, like, do its thing. It, like, pulls it out. Um, it's uncomfortable, for sure, but it it works it through. And then, like, keep nursing on that side, even though you don't want to. Like, oh, yeah. It's it's miserable. Oh, I suffered, it's um, brutal. I suffered from clogged ducts and mastitis with all three nursing journeys. Um, with oh, my Man. second one, though, I met a new lactation consultant that talked to me about soy lecithin, and I took that religiously, and it helped a lot. And it was always oh. on my right side, um, and it, I mean, it was something I dealt with all the time, and it is brutal. The really? Very, yeah. The very first yeah. time I got it was also with Lily around, I think it was eight weeks. Um, I, okay. um, I booked a hair client, and I forgot to <laughs> reschedule, and so I kind of had no choice but to take the client. And so it was like my very first time going back to work and it wasn't planned. And, um, I forgot the batteries to my pump and the adapter. Yeah. So I ended up completely engorged, swollen and ended up with mastitis. And it was, it was next, next level, got the fever and everything. And so did you get it in both sides though? No, thankfully only the right, but yeah, I mean, it's next level. So I agree with you. That is one reality. Oh my gosh. And I hate when people have to deal with it. It's, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, and the only motivation I had was I was like, I don't want mastitis. So I like yeah. kept pushing through the pain and I had, you know, going through labor and everything. I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but it was, it was brutal because it's such a sensitive area and like she's feeding on it. She's hungry. So it's like, it's multiple things, right? You're like, just get it over with. <laughs> oh, I know. You like cry with the thought of her yeah. latching or their chin hits it. I remember the lactation yes. consultant talking about switching um, holds because they suck differently. So like being, oh, do this. And I remember like football was my favorite in the beginning. And it was like, mm-hmm. do that. But the pain, oh my God. It's like I could feel her trying to unclog it. And I would sit there with yeah. like nails on a chalkboard. And I was like, no, yep. this hurts so bad. So yeah, and then you had to deal like with all that. of a sudden, think I think everybody gets it at least once, right? Like I feel like that's normal, but no one talks about it. That's the thing. No, it's one of those. Tina, did that, you have yeah. Did you have that? Because I know you had really good breastfeeding experiences. I did. I'm sure I had clogged ducts, but I didn't have mastitis at all. It's, it's okay. It's yeah. ugly. So, yeah. um, nipple cream. Do you remember us talking to you about like the nipple cream? Yeah. Are you a fan? I have to ask because that yes. was like my, that's so, my biggest tip. Lube, yeah. lube the nips up all day yes. long. Oh yeah. No, especially in the beginning. Like now I don't do it every time after a feed. It's just like maybe once or twice a day. And I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just what works for me. No, that's, that's about um, normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to do it every time after a feed though. Um, so I was using the purple Lanaso lanolin yeah. cream, I think it's called. Um, and I didn't have anything against it. It just felt like Vaseline. And then I found the, I think it's Earth Mama organic nipple butter. And it's amazing. Oh, I love it's so their good. stuff. Um, they have yes. a, a sits bath that I absolutely love. Yes. Great, great That's products. what I meant to tell you, too. Yeah. That's the other thing I would recommend postpartum. That made a huge difference oh, in my huge, recovery. Huge, huge, huge I difference. used it at least once a day. And it, like, 
immediately got rid of pain and itchiness and like it was so good yeah no their pro- their products are truly truly amazing yeah so what other um like like little fun unexpected things came up in your <laughs> postpartum like we've, um, we've talked about the diapers oh, and the nursing and I have one <laughs> do tell yeah so boundaries with family and friends and speaking up for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is something that's hard for you. Like, let's be honest. I was going to say, you know, you know, I I, struggle with that. And so, yeah. So I, I'm proud of myself. Like this year in particular, I've done a huge amount of growth and I don't know if it's because of becoming a mom or turning 30, like, or both at the same time, but I've been able to, you know, put my foot down in certain situations and still be respectful. I'm not rude or mean to anyone, but it's like, I'm standing up for what I want to do and what I think is best for baby, you know? And so I think people aren't used to that yet about me and especially family. So like, you know, with COVID restrictions, so it was only um, Drew, my husband and the doula were allowed in the room with me and also for recovery, like that was it, like nobody else. And so because that was the rules from the hospital, like everyone was like, okay, we get it. Right. It wasn't up to me. But then they were like, oh, well, what about when you come home? Like, can we bring you meals? And like, can we come visit? And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. But, you know, we really want to spend time with the baby and like, I'm going to be recovering. So like, I was trying to explain to everybody, especially family members who hadn't been parents yet, like, no, <laughs> you know, like, no thanks. Um, so we just kind of put out a blanket statement, like, please don't come over for the first week. Like, we'll let you know when we're ready, but we just need some space, right? And so a lot of people are like, okay, we understand, let us know. And then some people will give us pushback and it's hard. And so I'm glad that we, we brought that up like two or three months before baby was here because emotionally for me too, having to deal with that and like the conversations over and over again and just making sure that that's what you really want and like all these things, it's hard. It's really, really difficult to like put your foot down if you're not used to it. Um, but I'm, again, I'm so thankful that we did because it wasn't necessarily a week that we had to wait, but I'm glad that we had that time that I didn't feel pressured. Like, Oh, people are coming over tomorrow and I have to feel like I have to entertain and I can barely walk, but you know, they're coming over and I have to clean the house and whatever. It's like, no, <laughs> we don't want you over here yet. We'll welcome you when it's time, you know? No, I'm glad you did that. So, because It's hard to find your, you know, it's hard when you're already kind of like that, but like motherhood yeah. I think forces you to kind of find your voice. And what did I tell yes. you? You're speaking and advocating from day one mm-hmm. for someone else. So, right. you know, what's best for you is ultimately what's best for her too. So right. I'm, I'm glad that you did that. That's huge growth. So I'm excited Thank that, that, you. that came from that. And Thank you. Yeah. Like and people need to respect that. I think um, it's so great to have help, but sometimes it's not, we talk about it's not really helpful. You know, what new mm-hmm. mothers really need isn't always a house full of people. I mean, they need a shower, right. they need a meal, they need, you know, grocery deliveries are fantastic yeah. and things like that. But like the pressures yeah. on your house and entertainment, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's, and it's I will say we like, we have been blessed with so many great friends and relatives that have sent us DoorDash gift cards and, you know, presents for baby and like, oh, do you need anything or, you know, whatever. Like they've offered everything and it's been amazing. So I can't imagine being on our own really like doing this because even though we only had one kid, like I know people have twins and triplets and, you know, older things, all this stuff too. And it's like, 
I can't imagine no, it's hard to be alone. going through this any different way. You no, know, Gina's yeah. sitting here, she's struggling because you know, you know our story. No, neither one of us yep. had active, you know, grandparents, right? And so right. very much alone. And I mean, it's very, very hard. Like any help we got was always paid help. I mean, we had people that would, you know, meals and stuff, but I'm no, you know, no real support. Um, Ward's um, best friend's mom, I remember, sent us groceries with Lily. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, oh, my God, that I still remember. I remember the potato salad and macaroni. <laughs> we still talk about it to this day, the potato oh. salad and macaroni salad. It was like the best tasting, but it was like to know that there was like fresh <laughs> turkey and this, like, you know, food. And yes. I mean, that was so much help. But beyond that, it was just us. We didn't have anybody. There wasn't That's anybody. Brutal. And it, it's really that too is very isolating. Again, expectation mm-hmm. and reality, you know, so many people have these expectations that, you know, there's all these, you know, people and that's not the reality for everybody. So many people do not have support systems and do not have family and, you know, and then if you don't have the means financially to then, um, fill those roles, it's really hard. Like we weren't in the position the first time to, you know, get a nanny or a babysitter or a housekeeper or any of those things. And this is way before DoorDash people or Uber Eats or grocery (laughs) deliveries or any of those things. You actually had to still go out in the car, people. The internet was was really just like very basic. So, I mean, it's so different. I look that there's so, like now this new generation has a lot more um, at their disposable, don't you think, Gina, than we did? Oh, I think definitely. Yeah, so, I think the ability to order stuff online would have been amazing. Oh, I, I <laughs> when Riley yeah. was born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I would have done great because I was alone. My family was, you know, hour and a half away. You know, what little family I had in both directions. And so there wasn't anyone. I mean, if I had to get groceries or if I was hungry, I had to figure out a way to get her and I out the door to go you yep. know, do those things. I remember still and vividly. It's a lot, right? Like I remember it's vividly a lot my to first take newborn yeah. to any store. Yeah. Oh, I remember. It's so funny. We we go back and visit sometime our old neighborhood where our condo was, and there's the Target, and that was like my first, you know, adventure out. And I always tell Lily that's the very first store we went to together. Oh. I lasted about ten minutes, and you pooped, <laughs> and I cried, yep. and we went home with nothing. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a whole different thing. So. I remember our first outing, I was so excited. I was like, because Drew and I are very social people. So like being home and like forcing ourselves to stay home was really hard. Um, Because again, we wanted to be surrounded by people, but I knew it was best to not get overwhelmed. And, you know, it was just going to be a lot. So I was like, no, let's just have some space. But I think it was like around two weeks. I was like, I just really want to go out to coffee. And it was just drive through. Like (laughs) we didn't even go in. I just was so excited to get out of the house for a minute go get coffee and then come back. And I was like, Oh, my day's complete. Like that was it. You know, I was just so happy. <laughs> it's like those little things that energize you. Right. And you like never yes. would think before you're like going to get coffee is exciting. Like, I mean, right. You're like, it's, Oh, it's yeah. just on my way to go do five other things. It's, yeah. It's seriously, it's those little, little things. <laughs> so you're, it sounds like though, everything, honestly, I mean, you, you made it through the birth you wanted, which is great. Cause not mm-hmm. all of us do. Yeah. You had to surrender to the nursing journey, which I think, again, people need to discuss a lot more. Um, right. Your postpartum journey seems to be going pretty well. Your, you know, hormones, but you're also finding your voice. So that's beautiful. So mm-hmm. what else? Like now, just um, the fourth trimester, are you, I, I know that your body, um, you're an, you know, avid um, 
physically fit person, you eat healthy. So are you slowly getting back into that part of your life with your fourth trimester? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even think to bring that up. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was able to, you know, work out pretty regularly during my pregnancy. So thankfully, I think that helps with we, we recovery. And We thought you were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone, I don't want to say mocked me, but like pointed it out, like, make sure you don't hurt yourself. Don't ever do it. But I'm like, this is my normal, you yeah, know? And I again, mean, I wasn't like conditioned. So it was fine. Yeah. Like, I knew, yeah. I knew my limit, yeah. you know, like I wasn't being stupid. There was one time you're going to laugh. <laughs> you're going to call me Greg. That's a whole story for another day for our listeners. <laughs> but, um, I decided to do some handstand pushups like against the wall and like do wall Julie. walks, like inverted. No, no, no. It was early on. It was like maybe month three. Right. So I wasn't even showing and I was like, I'm fine. I can do this. During, I just felt like a little bit more of a head rush than usual. But then the next day I got vertigo and was like, nope, not worth it. No, <laughs> you moved your rocks, lady, with the baby. Wait, say it again. You, you, moved your, you moved your rocks with the baby, the rocks in your head. No. What is, oh. The yeah, with vertigo. They yeah. Said, like, yeah, your rocks get loose. Yeah, no. I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Well, yeah, and so I didn't, you know, that was when I realized, okay, that's my limit. Like, don't do anything like that. And then I kind of, like, tapered down. I did less weights, and I did, you know, I was very smart about it, like, later on in pregnancy. That's, no, that's so, good. But you're yeah, back but, to, you're back to yeah, your, because I know so, that that's what makes you you. And one thing that the reality of motherhood, too, you have to still be you because you yes. lose you. It's not good for anybody. So are you able right. to um, do those things now for yourself in your postpartum? Yes. So I'm trying to do 20 to 30 minutes of something every day, whether that's yoga that's, at that's home good. or going on a walk with baby. And that's been a huge help because it's been getting cooler now here, which is really nice. So I've been able to do that in the afternoons. Um, or, you know, I'm actually able to start like jogging again with a stroller, which is really nice. So I kind of alternate like jog, walk, jog, walk. Um, I've gotten up to like two and a half miles now, which is pretty good. Um, but something that is really mind-blowing to me and it makes sense right so like your body went through a lot <laughs> a lot of physical and emotional change you don't say. but my abs yeah my abs are still so weak and it's crazy to me because I'm back like not to brag but I was back to like pre-pregnancy size at like day eight right like my body just went back I was like cool yeah, this you is great did. like yeah. I felt I felt back to normal right and I looked at myself and was like oh this will be easy to get back to working out and I went to do like a Pilates video at home like leg lifts and like just tiny little crunches and I couldn't even do it and I was like wow like it was really humbling because I thought that you know you feel like you're back to yourself and then you try to do something that you used to do and you're like nope not yet no I forget I forget where it is or where I read it but you know okay so there's a nine months up nine months down we all kind of know that in your case you yep. you know it was eight days down but um, right. your body basically does not fully recover, right? For that nine months. Right. But I also read that, um, gosh, I can't remember where it was, but like that the body does not fully like, I don't want to use the snap back, but mend itself back for like two years. And that's really oh, wow. interesting. Um, just like your body, right? Like you, I mean, people can get in physical shape and like lose the weight, but I mean, inside that, you know, yeah. these things have structurally changed. So, um, yeah, abs are all, I mean, mine are gone. I have no abs. I like Pillsbury Doughboy abs. I mean, I, Doughboy. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's bad, but, um, I also don't work on them, but, um, you know, that's a common problem. Um, 
what's that disorder? I forget where, like the ab muscles like split and they're now finding. Oh, yeah. oh diastasis recti. Yes. Um, yeah. My friend Amber, who owns Declan and Crew, actually went yeah. to PT for it. So yeah, she went to physical therapy for it and now is doing um, Pilates. But she's like you. She's very petite. She's super physically fit and her body completely yeah. went back. But she was having uh, ab trouble and back trouble. So yeah, it's a real it's a real problem. So I'm not surprised to hear that, that your abs are yeah. right there. I mean, she's only 11 weeks old, Jules. Give yourself. Give right. yourself. <laughs> no, mean, and I have to keep yeah. reminding myself that. Again, like I have really high standards for myself. I don't know what that is. I think it's just internal. Like that's just me. So I'm, again, like we, okay, so we named her Haley Grace. And the reason I love the middle name Grace is because it's a reminder to me to give her grace and give myself grace. Aww. Like. That's, That's like my constant reminder is like, okay, take it a day at a time. This isn't forever. You know, it's not always going to be this way, whatever this is. And like, just, you know, you'll be fine. You know? So like, that's my constant reminder is when I look at her, I'm like, okay, deep breath and it's going to be all right. <laughs> oh, I feel like we've taught her so well, Gina. <laughs> Yeah, I know you really did, did a great job. We did. We did such, yes. such a good job being mother figures to you. So you I, really have. I really like. I, yeah, I'm gonna take some credit for that. Like we really gave you a nice totally. course. I mean, the whole time you were here with us in the office, I mean, you would ask all kind. It was so cute because I was like, I don't know if she really wants to know this stuff or she's trying to make like chit chat. But like we no, would answer all your questions yeah. and. Gina and I were both like the honest moms, so we yep. told you like it was. And sometimes you would look at us and like, "Are you serious?" And we're like. Yeah, and you look like you might cry sometimes when we tell you some things. But see, we didn't lie to you. We were totally honest. No, and I, I am eternally grateful for you guys. You guys have been an amazing resource, great friends, and I just love you both so much. We love you too. We're so excited. Like, I mean, like Thank now, you. I, you know, and I told you, it's like I never want to, like, you don't know you're not a mom. Like, I hate that, like, when people say that. But there are right. certain things that until you – walk a mile in those shoes, wear those hats, mm -hmm. you don't fully understand, you know, things like right. running late and hot, you know, like all of these things yep. that we go through, but now, now you get it. Now you see Gina and I, don't you? Right. Oh, totally. No, I totally get the struggle. And again, like I would try to like relate and understand oh, that totally. you really don't get it until you're until, doing it. Until and you're you like, get it, right? oh, <laughs> yeah. So to, to wrap yes. up, um, okay, let's see. What are some of the things that you took with you or had that didn't use? Oh, wait, sorry. Say it like, one more time. What stuff did you take in your bag that you um, oh, yeah. didn't end up using? Um, okay, so I actually feel really bad about it. My sister-in-law has a engraving company, and she made us this really cute sign that was like, name, height and weight, you know, birthday, all these like the stats, right? And you take a picture with baby. I had it in the bag. That was like the first thing I packed. Totally forgot to do the photo at the hospital. And then time just went on at home and I never did it. And then like, I think it was around like three or four weeks when I unpacked the bag and saw it and was like, oh, it's too late. And like, never did it. So I felt really bad about that. Um, and what else? Um, I didn't. So I packed a lot of clothes and really I just used the hospital gowns <laughs> more than anything because those were so easy to feed in. Um, what else? Oh, Gina, you suggested the nail file and that or clippers, and that was like a huge help because she really she has like razor blade fingernails. Yes, um, that is a hot hot tip for every every bag. Yeah, I think that's a must for every every mom. Um, what else? 
the snacks we ended up we did use a lot of them though so I'm grateful that we did pack a big bag of snacks because by the time we got back into the room after delivery so she was born at 1 a.m um we got back into the room around three because they have to do like the newborn test and you know you try to latch and like do all these things right and then they're like okay now go sleep and you're in the hospital and there's all these bright lights you don't even know what time of day it is if it's day or night and I just remember I was like all I want is some food (laughs) real quick but yeah the hospital food was closed um but yeah it was nice to just have like some jerky and apple slices um so yeah I'd say some snacks um gosh I don't even know. Yeah, and they, they provide diapers. So you really don't need to bring much, Isn't it honestly. crazy? So I think that, again, is yeah. like the biggest, like, for the first-time mom, you think you need all this stuff, but you really, mm-hmm. really don't. Most of the things right. they're going to give you, most of the stuff you end up not using, and there are a few mm-hmm. key things. Like, I think that, you know, going home outfit for you that's easy and seamless, I think, depends or a yes. yes. I think a jacket for dad, hands down, must because they get cold, and they're not yep. always well provided for in the hospitals. Um, right. I think realistic options for the baby, like we talked about preemie clothes, nail clippers, mm-hmm. like Gina said, I think those things are key. Everything else you don't need. And if you truly need it, you don't live in a third world country. You can normally find it pretty easy. And your whole generation can get everything, Instacart delivery, anyhow. <laughs> so right. it's, it's all good. So Well, and that was, that was something I will say that we weren't sure if Drew was going to be able to leave the hospital and come back or like what those rules were with COVID. Because we kept hearing, you know, every oh, yeah. doctor's appointment, it was changing. That, yeah. yeah. So, like, that was the only uncertain thing. That's why I did kind of overpack because I wasn't sure, you know, on that day, are they going to change it or, like, is he allowed to leave? But I they, you know, once we were there, yeah, and once we were there, they were like, no, we understand people have other kids and they have dogs and, you know, they need to go home. So he was allowed to, like, leave and come back. Um, so that was really helpful. But, yeah, that would be the only thing I suggest now for mamas going into the season of, uncertainty is like bring stuff if you aren't allowed to go home like what would you not be able to live without you know yeah no that's actually good advice because you guys are facing different protocols than what we faced um you know you could come and go and you could have multiple people in the hospital and it's not like that right now and right no when or if it's going to change I mean I feel like a lot of the I hate that term the new norm but I feel like this new norm is here for a while to stay so well and it's just like remember with with 9-11 like they kept saying oh yeah things aren't aren't gonna change too much and or like it'll go away and then now we still have to do three ounce travel bottles like yeah i mean right there's some, yeah there's some stuff that just <laughs> never never changed so no that's mm-hmm. that's really good advice so all in yeah. all expectation versus reality how was your your experience do you think what you read and what you were prepared for do you feel like it really was everything you thought it was going to be or did something just completely um yeah, I, yeah, I would say 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> 10 um, out of 10, you give it a five-star review, have a baby. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do it again, but give it a couple of years. Um, yeah, I think the hardest thing for me was the breastfeeding because again, like having that stress of not being able to provide for her was really difficult on my spirit. Like knowing like, okay, she needs food, right? And I'm not able to give that to her at this moment. Like that was really tough for me. So I think maybe learning a little bit more about complications with breastfeeding and like what to do, who to reach out to, maybe have that kind of planned ahead of time. Because when you're in the thick of it, it's like, who do you really reach out to? You know, like you reach out to family, you reach out to friends or your doctor, but 
knowing that ahead of time, like, okay, we have a lactation specialist at the pediatrician. Like, this is where we can go. And this is what to do if this doesn't work. And like, that kind of stuff was really helpful for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think having that type of information, because we didn't know. I mean, they gave us like pamphlets and stuff the first time, but it's like you don't read half that stuff because you're in the right. of it until you're in. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we need help. Like, where do we go? Mm-hmm. So, And I do think that that is the number one for first time moms is the feeding journey and then the care of your body. I think that yeah. a lot more, I, I think things have gotten better. Um, I feel like Gina and I, like our first time mom experience that, you know, early two thousands, things weren't as openly discussed when you agree, Gina, as they've become like, and since we're getting mom culture these last couple of years, I've seen this shift and I talk about it, how we mm-hmm. are talking about postpartum and the care that mothers need and the things to support ourselves. And I think that there's so much more education, but I didn't feel that way when I became a mom. The first time, did you feel like people really talked about what it really was going to be like for you? I don't think so. I also think that, um, like social media, I mean, it's, you know, it has its flaws, Yes, it does. but I think people can find a lot of support there. And I think there's just a lot more information available now. Like we're saying, you know, there wasn't the internet wasn't as vast maybe, or as just popular is a good word than, you know. Uh, then than it is now so right it's like you know you had maybe some family or friends around you but I don't know yeah you're right it just wasn't the same the support wasn't wasn't the same and the information being shared maybe wasn't the same no I mean I I openly share a lot now because for me I've had some you know I've had two traumatic birth experiences and one that was really not good with um you know advocating for my own health and so I feel it's so important to share and bestow that knowledge onto women. Um, Again, the realities that can happen. You don't want to scare people. Julie and I talked about that, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't know, especially your first time. So it's like you, you know, you don't know really what to expect because people aren't openly talking about it. Now I think so many are that I'm really um, optimistic for our daughters and the future generations of what, birthing and the process, birthing delivery and postpartum really are going to look like. I I hope that we're going to continue to strive to make change, you know, and positive change. I mean, it is such a natural process, but Mm -hmm. it's also one of the most unnatural things. Well, and I think it's also so different for everyone. Yes. And just because, you know, your experience doesn't follow the book or follow what your doctor said doesn't make it wrong or right or they're all just different and I think you have to understand that like it's all okay and and Mm -hmm. whatever way you find through it that that's the way it was supposed to be yeah no I agree with you so um I guess that's pretty much all we wanted to like I mean I think you've caught us up on everything if you feel like you want to dive into more fourth trimester maybe we'll do a third episode but I think we covered yeah we should we should ask the listeners if there's anything they want to hear about. Yeah, if there's something oh, you want to. Oh, that is our cue. She's like, girl, I'm done. I am done. I've lasted. I'm looking at the timer. She's lasted an hour so and like good. 18 minutes. Um, yeah. So she's like, so I'm good. done. But yeah. no, thank you so much for like openly just sharing thank your you. before process and then the after. And uh, like Julie said, if our listeners that are first time moms expecting want to ask us some questions, you know, maybe we'll do a third little Q&A with Julie and we can dive in. There's so much more in the fourth trimester and you're going to continue your motherhood journey. And there are some fun seasons ahead, my friend. Yes. And I'll be sure to share a a fun picture with you guys. 
um, of little no. Haley. Yes, we can't yes. wait to uh, to share with our our listeners her little face. Her voice yes. is very very well known right now. She's gonna have to uh, listen to this episode and be like, "This is my You're first my first squeaky yeah. little performance." But thank you, Julie, so much for joining us today and sharing everything. And we just love you, and we're so excited for you. Oh, I love you, ladies, so much. Thank you. Thanks, girl. All right, bye.